0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Damn clip. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On the channel we've got all sorts of podcasts, interviews, series, so many different subjects. MMA, wrestling, football mental health conspiracy theories and a whole lot more including our exclusive series my story and unscripted and uncensored you can get some of the biggest names in combat sports some of the biggest names of football actors bands and all sorts of people today we are talking wrestling it's going to be a slightly shorter show because we've got real life stuff going on so we're going to have like a, a nice little short half hour or so we're going to talk nxt and uh and then we are got a preview. Double or nothing. It's going to be a nice short one for you guys. The green screen is back. So I'm looking particularly shiny on the face. But uh, I felt like changing it up a little bit now that I've got a decent computer. But uh, joining me, as usual, to talk the Graps, the pro wrestling. It's Post Wrestling's writer and interviewer. And YouTuber extraordinaire with his exceptional interviews with wrestling talent and personalities is Mr. Andrew Thompson. Welcome, my friend. How are you?
1: Always oh, good to do a podcast. So this is going to be the most sarcastic podcast that we do, the funniest podcast that we do, because I am not in a good mood. I'm not, having <laughs> a, I'm not, not having a good morning, so we are going to have a funny podcast today and I'm going to do my best to be as witty as possible but but in a good way.
0: Maybe. It's going to be like uh, it's going to be like the the reverse of normal. So normally I'm the one that's in like a bad mood and grumpy and <laughs> like sarcastic. But today we are going to reverse roles. I should have turned my camera off so I could have been you for the day. We ha- we had you back for one one week what one week. Funny we had you back for one week. We saw what you looked like. And then you disappeared again. (laughs) So. So, apart from your terrible morning this morning, how has your your week been?
1: It it, it, it was going good, man. Until today.
0: Then it all went. Then it all all went. (laughs) Went to pieces that's,
1: that's, how, that's how it is sometimes man it is what it is
0: what can you do um not a damn thing indeed uh so i just wanted to make a quick mention we were gonna pay um a longer sort of tribute and we were going to talk about shad gasparad and we we're going to yeah, yeah, talk we, about the dark side of the ring we still will
1: no we, we, yeah, we, we could definitely do that we could definitely do that for sure
0: but uh, for sure. it won't be as long as We were probably going to. Um, And also, I just wanted to say a little message to the the wrestling websites of the world. If you use someone's quotes, then credit them, you massive twats. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) If you use someone else's hard work, don't pass it off as your own, because that is like a dick move. And you know who you are. There's lots of you. (laughs) You are not a super king of bros. Okay. I'm really hot. Hot stuff. So, yeah, unfortunately, um, we had some bad news this week with um, Shad Gasparad uh, was tragically killed. um, Rescuing his son, by all accounts. From, uh, from what I know, I'm sure you know a bit more about it than, than me. Um, but, like, everything which I've read ever about this dude is just that he is, just like, a great man. Um, everything, like, I think a couple of years ago, he, like, stopped a robbery with, like, someone had a gun and he, like, disarmed them or he took them down or something. And I remember seeing the video at the time. Um, he does a lot of charity work. Is really successful outside of wrestling. I think he's been a bodyguard for Mike Tyson and and a few other different celebrities and stuff. The dude is just, like, works hard, was successful, was super charismatic, super entertaining, Um, and by all accounts, genuinely good guy who um, saved his 10-year-old son, Mm-hmm. but sadly sacrificed himself doing it um, not the first time that he had been a hero as well um, it's just sad man because like you know even if he wasn't um, like a wrestling personality or, or a well known personality it's still super sad it's still like he's a father, a husband that's been ripped away from his his loved ones and that just sucks massively and um, and like the fact that he is such a good person mm. kind of makes it i don't know it just makes it suck that bit extra for me uh,
1: yeah, there was a there was a lot of people that was like uh telling a lot of stories about uh about shad and like from all accounts it just seems like everybody was just like he's like a real real good dude and like even even if you didn't know him, like he would act like he knew you, like like in person, of course, like and always like friendly and very like conversive and stuff like that. Mm. Just just looking to have a good time. There was never no like no negative energy for somebody to be, you know, his size and to be as imposing as he was, like he was never like aggressive towards anybody. And that's you know, that's kind of crazy. And uh and like
0: you never away. heard any bad stories like about his behaviour or anything uh-huh. like that, even uh-huh. when like um like when he was in WWE, they um when they they got fired, in not they crime time once? Um and even that was like I believe it was some sort of misunderstanding from um I think it was that they did a move on the referee which wasn't scheduled or something. And they brought him back quite quickly after that. Um but like they were so they were so entertaining. Um I couldn't believe that they didn't have a, a run with the tag team titles. I did not know that, and I couldn't. I was shocked when I found that out. Yeah, I, I remember when they were when like when like when they were like at their
1: peak, him and JTG. Like I, I felt like they really should have won the tag team side. Like it was all like all the pieces were there for it to happen. I don't know why it did happen, but uh, Shad was like he was a real like real really intelligent dude. Yeah, man. like it, it, it was this podcast that he did. I believe it was with the the Jobber Jobber Tears podcast. And like I highly recommend that to anybody, like just to see how like the, the insight that he has into wrestling, and like what he knows. Like he was talking about how like um like he like he would like make sure that he got paid correctly by WWE by like calculating the amount of like he, he would go to the attendance people and make sure that he got the right amount of attendance in the in the gate. Been like he would like do some type of math to try to make sure that he was getting paid the right amount the right amount of money. And he was like, uh it was at one point, I think it was John Laurinaitis, like he was trying to figure out why Shag kept doing that. Like mm. like I, I like curious as to how he knew, you know what I'm saying? Like how yeah, like, yeah. Ca- how to probably calculate you like uh how much he was supposed to get paid. But like it just let you know he was a real smart dude. And he had a lot of funny stories. So yeah, and then you know the way he went out, like I was um I actually wrote in my news up that was like You got to be a different type of person, like, in that those, like, life or death situations. You, like, think about somebody else first. And even though, like, you would think any parent would be, like, you know, save my kid first. But, like, just people in general, like, you would think, like, you got to be a different type of person to be, like, in in a legit life or death situation. You, like, let me think about somebody else. So, you know, it's real messed up just to see him go. And I, I feel bad for his family and, you know, JTG as well. So I know that's that sucks.
0: Yeah, definitely. The um, I'll link that podcast, the Job Tears podcast, with um, Shad Gaspard uh, underneath in the description. Um, I just brought it up on my screen, so I'll to remind to remind me, and uh, I'll I'll knock that in the description because I want people to go go watch it and relive some of the cool memories of him. Like for me, I enjoyed the uh, both runs in WWE a lot. Like in the first run, they were more kind of heelish. Um, they, I, they, they did some stuff with Juice do and Domino and 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 all this sort of stuff. And they were doing the the money money yeah yeah thing, which got <laughs> over, got got over a big time. But um, when they returned, they did they worked with some really talented tag teams like Cade and Murdoch. Um, they did they were like backing up John Cena against um JBL and that's when i thought that they really were going to go somewhere because they had the faction name and everything they were going to be called CTC which was crime time c nation um apparently they had merch made up and like they was good to go and then all of a sudden they pulled the plug on it because they did a segment um where they vandalized JBL's limo and then they all kind of posed And at a house show then, a couple of days later, John Cena confirmed it, that they were a, you know, they were a team or whatever. And then for some reason they pulled it. And I think that was the moment which they probably would have gone on and really become like the next level, you know, being associated with John Cena. But they worked with um, Legacy, obviously Ted DiBiase and Cody Rhodes. So they worked with Shelton Benjamin, Charlie that John Morrison and the heart dynasty you know jericho and big show as a tag team Jericho, show um like they had some real cool tag teams to work with um i didn't realize i didn't remember should i say that um in 2010 they turned chad gasparat heel uh, and he attacked jtg i didn't remember that i never remembered them being apart um so they obviously but I know I knew that Chad had left and JTG had stayed for a while yeah yeah but I didn't realize that they had done a whole heel turn but he I don't think they did a great deal with him as nah, a heel
1: nah, um, it, it was like like generic as hell like you know the the big guy of course has to turn on the little guy like it it, it was like yeah it, it it was like I don't I don't know. It, it didn't work I felt like um Crown Time could have won the tag titles, and I, I feel like they could have been bought back for like one of those reunion shows. I think people went crazy for crazy for them. Like, can you imagine Shad and JTG showing up at like the RAW reunion or something yeah, like that, they and like that they, 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 they went crazy for Shad and JTG. And, and the thing is, people they still wrestle, they still wrestle in the independent scene, like together. Well,
0: I I I gotta say, um, obviously before this tragically happened, I I did expect to see them. Um I like,
1: could come back and get WWE, WWE w- like, exactly, like in something.
0: Or even like, ATAW, maybe right. you know, because they could they were good, they were decent in the ring as well. They, they weren't they like could, um just a gimmick like so, so I lied to you now. Like if you get a chance,
1: go check out some of the stuff they recently did on the Independence. They can still go. Like mm-hmm. they can still they can still go. and JTG got big as hell too. I mean, like swole, like
0: mm-hmm. he got yeah, yeah. I saw a TikTok video they the the last video they filmed together. Mm-hmm. Um JTG posted it earlier, um, mm. and like JTG he got, is he got swollen, big. Man. But
1: yeah, yeah it's, it's just it just sucks, man. Yeah, it, it's it's a messed up situation, man. And uh, you know, good, good on um, you know, uh, of course, good on WWE for for honoring him. And I think they are gonna do like a special something tonight. Um, but you know, good on AEW too for you know saying some nice words about Shad for somebody that never even you know worked for yeah. Yeah, all was associated with them, so you yeah. know.
0: Yeah, definitely, mate. I hope. I really hope that they play a lot of kind of like clips of Crime Time and Shad tonight. I really hope they like. Go. All I would. Out. I would rather see sixty percent of the show be around that and paying tribute to him because he was such an entertaining dude. Um I just hope they don't play the clip which I saw on YouTube the other day, which was him and. JTG talking to Eugene because those Eugene clips just make me cringe. Nothing which Crime Time really did, but just the whole Eugene gimmick like that was in real poor taste. I gotta say, like,
1: you, you you ever realized how like back then we really didn't think yeah like, I, how 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 no I'm just saying like how messed up it was. But like when you look back on it, you realize like what the hell were they thinking? Man. Like they they really had like a character like that was like mentally challenged.
0: Yeah, kind of man and it's they not like good. would like like they, they ha- would mock him and they would like do all this sort of like terrible stuff i don't know man it was just not good yeah but there's loads of really good stuff that they could do hopefully it will culminate with that cena um kind of segment because that was a real good segment as well but they did loads of good stuff in wwe so they've got lots of clips which they can play So I hope they really do. And like, I want to say as well, he did some good television roles. Um, He He had a a TV
1: palette in the works too.
0: Yeah, they had uh, Get Hard, the game from Dust Till Dawn, the series, which you might be too young to remember the the original film of Dust Till Dawn, but I'm not. And it was one of Quentin Tarantino's quality films. And uh, he's written a, yeah he co-created a graphic novel uh he did the motion capture like i i show my age again um a game called god of war um which apparently is like a massive game um he did the motion capture for the main character of that um like he was a super successful dude um yeah just fucking sucks let's be honest
1: um, and then we go and then we go right into something else. was yes. That yes. Oh,
0: <laughs> man, like I know we said we're going to be doing a quick show and we are going to do like it is only going to be about 40 minutes long, but I do want to touch on Owen Hart and Dark Side of the Ring. Um I thought it was a fantastic show from a you know, quality of the documentary and the way they did it. Um I'm going to ask you a question about it in a minute which I want to know the answer to, but just talking about the show generally, I thought it was very well done. Um was real real interesting and i'm glad that it brought back to the forefront of everyone's minds just how negligent the wwe was um like that clip is just the fact that that was even contemplated using like it would be a disgrace if they had used that clip and said or someone had suggested using that clip and everyone in the room had said get out of here. You can't use that. It's this, you know, it's for sailboats and it releases on six pounds of pressure. You cannot use that. It would have been disgraceful for someone to suggest it, but they not only suggested it, they used it to, to save money when they had used a reputable, one of the top rigging firms previously. And now that because that rigging firm had said, we can't do this the way you want it because it's not safe. They went and not only got someone else to do it, but got like a shittier version of the company to do it.
1: Bro, the fact that what, like, when when I saw the actual, when she showed the actual clip that they used to, were you
0: infuriated?
1: Yes, immediately, because it's Mm -hmm. stupid. Like, like anybody that's in production, you only had to be in production. That's just common sense. Like, do you really think that little baby ass clip? was going to hold a 200 pound man like it, it's, just, it's it's no way like it doesn't make any sense and then like i'm i'm like how does like common sense not kick in in that moment like yeah well, you know this clip is only meant this like the clip was meant to release on load meaning anything that is heavy it don't even have to be a human it could be just you put a laptop Attach a laptop to that thing, and it will release because it's yeah. too heavy. Six like pounds of pressure, they six said. Pounds, six pounds of pressure, and that is it. So that thing, six pounds, that...
0: Think, of, think of something in which weighs six pounds. Like a laptop, laptop, maybe? You're probably right, but a laptop, yeah. maybe? A
1: laptop, yeah. Fuck.
0: And they strapped a, and they a strap father a and a
1: 200-pound and... grown man onto that clip. I was like, Jesus Christ. And, and, and then one of the other worst parts was when JR was trying to figure out what happened, and Kevin Dunn said he's dead, and you're
0: on in nine, days. I was yeah. like, "What motherfuckers? Like, They're bad, man. Like, they it, it frustrates me because there's no regard for the human. Like, not just Owen Hart, but like no regard for the human of like JR." And I understand that they were live, so they had to, like, think on their feet. And they, you know, there wasn't time to, to explain it. But there's a way to do it. There's a way to say, like, tell him that he's passed away. Just and quickly kind of say, look, you're going to have to announce it. And, like, go, don't just go, like, don't say it like that. Don't treat it like it's just another day at the office.
1: And then um, they kept going with the show. Yeah, that's, that's the crazy thing. were go on with well, this, what like, the
0: police doing what would the police why would the police allowing that to go why would they letting the show go on
1: that, that, that's the like absurd thing that I don't I really never, never understand you like I'm saying Undertaker doing all this media
0: mm.
1: I want to see him I want to see somebody ask him yeah. about over the age 99 that's what no I really one, no one see. will though because they the don't want to lose about they,
0: do, yeah, no one wants to lose their shot in because WWE talent is so as you know so difficult to get an interview yeah. with no one wants to yeah, and i understand i understand that because if you're in a position like i know a couple of guys who are in a position where they can interview wwe guys mm. i understand why they don't want to rock the boat because they don't want to mess up that opportunity yeah, yeah. Man. no that it's, makes that's sense. big it's big but like it would be nice like so I'm just going to very briefly kind of use this as an example. So, like, we've had some footballers and ex-footballers, mainly ex-footballers, come on our show. And the reason people seem to like it is because we don't ask the normal questions. We talk about other stuff. We talk ask them maybe sometimes some stuff which is a bit not uncomfortable, but, like, that other people wouldn't ask. And people like that. And they like the fact that it's live and they can can ask questions about anything. Um, And we had a current footballer on the other day called Stuart Downing who ended up speaking about stuff. You know, he wanted to talk about it. We didn't bring it up, but speaking about stuff that perhaps he wouldn't have spoken about otherwise. Um, but I just don't think from a WWE as a company point of view that they would let that fly. If that makes mm. sense. It's like wrestling is completely different. They are completely different, but there's other companies, um, I'm sure you'll agree like around which uh, just as uh, finickety about like finickety what a word um, but just as fussy about like only ask this or only ask about this event. Don't ask. Oh, yeah. about oh, the yeah. previous I know. Video. I know. I know you know <laughs> but I didn't want I didn't want to out you on you know out not out you but out them on on the podcast but um yeah, you know, it's, people are funny, um, but yeah, you're right. Asking the Undertaker would be a good way, wouldn't it, to 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 see what the thinking not, was?
1: Not, not even just Undertaker, Austin, like anybody yeah, who yeah, was just
0: ask someone who's not with who, her anymore, who, who like, was there, and somebody like,
1: got stroke. Like, do you know what, you, do you
0: know? Do you know what's messed up about it? Uh, other than the obvious, like the you know the death and the the carrying on of the show, it's like at that point in time, they didn't change the ring mat and stuff like they do. Now they changed the mat. Don't they But you know, and in COVID now with the virus and yeah. stuff, they changed the mat every match and all this sort of stuff, obviously. But these, this guy's peer, Jeff Jarrett was on next one of Owen Hart's best friends, like real life, best friend. And he's wrestling a match with Owen Hart's blood still on the, the mat. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine the the trauma, the, that how traumatic that must have been. That must have messed up Jeff Jarrett for afterwards, for years. That would...
1: yeah. I've I, I, I honestly never heard Jeff Jarrett speak about it in an interview, like, ever. Like, I, I don't think I've ever heard him, like, speak about, like, in depth. Like, I, I feel like he's, like, spoke about, like, what Owen. Like, he spoke about Owen, but, like, never about...
0: Like you know, the I'm like impact of it, yeah, stuff, like, like on his mental health and mm-mm. on him. Yeah, um it's messed up, man. And I do feel like the police should have stepped in and said, "Look, you're gonna have to stop the show." And then you know, Vince. Um I, I was listening to Dave Meltzer's podcast about it yesterday, um, where him and Brian were talking about it, and he said, like he kind of understood where they like from their thinking of why the show went on and all this sort of stuff. They thought that it might cause a riot and all this stuff. And I'll be funny, even as rowdy as fans were back in the attitude era, if you tell them someone's died, they're not going to, you might get the odd idiot, but like, it's not going to be like a, the whole audience is going to turn. Is it? Do you know what I mean? Mm -mm. Like people are quite understanding, but you know, someone's died. Um But one point he did make is that he he said at the time he was infuriated by the press conference the next day, where Vince didn't kind of say, "Oh, look, maybe we should finish the show, but uh, maybe we shouldn't have finished the show." But we, you know, we we're not trained for this. It's, it was an on-the-fly decision, and and you know, we just kind of like made the decision, you know, in the moment. Maybe looking back. It was not the right decision, but he kind of doubled down on it. Um, And for me, the minute they started trying to portray Martha Hart as the villain and suing her and, and all this sort of stuff, that was when I lost any kind of sympathy I had for them as a company whatsoever. Like, obviously, at the time back then, I didn't know what I know now about the clip and about them cutting corners and all that sort of stuff, but like at the time, you know, initially I felt sorry for everyone. I felt you know they'd lost a colleague. It was a tragic accident, etc. And then when I found out that they were suing his widow, and you know they were doing their best to paint her as like this, she's stopping him from going into the hall of fame, and and like don't you think uh, when they interviewed her and they interviewed his children? They made people like, like I know, I think it was Mark Henry said, um, he made like an appeal to Martha Hart saying, you know, let Owen Hart go in the Hall of Fame for Oge, which is Owen Hart's son.
1: And Oge said, nah, I'm good, (laughs)
0: yeah. But that felt to me like when I looking back in hindsight, like that felt a bit like Mark Owen, Mark Henry was speaking out of place because. He was kind of. I know he didn't mean to, and I know his, his, uh, what's the word? Like his, you know, his reasons for saying it were, you know, they were genuine, uh, reasons. But like, if his kids don't want him in there, then that's that. That's, that's it. Um, like, I do wonder whether if WWE came and said, right, we won't, um, you know, we will not make any money from it every single penny which is made from the hall of fame that year goes to the owen hart foundation whether they would let them do it but i just don't i don't think it's ever gonna happen i gotta be honest which is sad no, but no
1: because i mean she she said it during the you know during the documentary and she said it during, you know in plenty of interviews that she did on the lead up to it um she was just like she's not gonna let them
0: like have that,
1: not even have, make money but like just have that that honor or like having him in the hall of in their hall of fame after they were negligent in death. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's like, I and mean, like I, I I agree with her. Like why would you? Yeah. Why, why would you want him in the company's hall of fame that played like such a big role in him dying? Because like when you like they they had just the biggest part is him passing away as a dude who hooked the clip up to him because they let yeah. it happen. Like that's yeah. like. And I found out
0: that's, that's earlier, like
1: unforgivable,
0: yeah. It's messed up. I found out earlier that you know, w- WWE paid Martha uh 18 million dollars and mm. then they went and sued the rigging company who had insurance, so like, um, like they went and sued you know, so they weren't in a- any worse position financially. So I feel like. They didn't lose, um, they didn't lose out in terms of like they, I feel like they didn't learn their lesson. They still conduct themselves in a not very pleasant way. They still tried to sue the widow of the person who died because of them. Um, it just, it's just not a very nice situation. Do you think, um, just lastly on this, do you think the pro, the the documentary was hurt at all by not having Brett appear.
1: No. I mean because I feel like Brett has openly spoken about, you know, everything that he has in the past. But it I I think it would it would have been a nice touch to have him in there just to have his thought. I, I know him and Martha Hart don't have like the nicest relationship. So, you know. I mean, but I, I feel like that's what makes the these documentaries good is that you have people on both sides of the spectrum that don't necessarily agree like even in the benoit documentary i felt like it wouldn't have been as good had they not had that journalist in there who wrote the book about benoit you know killing nancy and damn like it wouldn't have been the same you you gotta have those contrasting sides and people in there that don't agree in order for the documentary to be complete you can't just tell one side of the story but I mean, but with, with the Owen thing, like it's just like one of those things. Like there is no other side, yeah, to the story. Like this is her so, side is the only side. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like the truth and the facts. The only yeah.
0: side. Yeah. Um, I um, I thought Jim Cornette was absolutely fantastic in it, which I don't say very often. I mean, yeah, he he good he, things he, about him, but he, he ended he, he, any he was, goodwill by being a complete tosser. This week. Really?
1: Um You're still in my lines, man.
0: I'm sorry, bro. But like mm-hmm. he um like I gotta say, Seth Rollins' response to what um Jim Cornette said about Becky falling pregnant and stuff was very I was impressed by his response because I'm not sure that I would have been able to be so um restrained if it was me. You know, um, like just, that's my fiance and my unborn child. I don't get it. I don't understand why people think they have a opinion on what a woman or what people do with their private life. It makes no sense to me
1: on, on the, on the Seth Rollins thing. As far as the response and the way he, uh, you know, the way he, um, responded to, uh, Cornette, I don't know. I wasn't, re- I wasn't really a, a fan of some particular comments that he added just because he was like, he, even though people already lost respect for Jim Cornette, he always liked Cornette essentially. So basically, what you're telling me is everything else that he said, the racist stuff that he said, like that, that's mm. all good. But, but, but until it affects you personally, then that then that's when you want to draw the line. You see what I'm saying? Like that. That's a shit. Yeah, there's Cornette. a bit of. It's, it's like it's like. So you tell him he can say all the racist stuff he can, all the little on the fence stuff, all the right. derogatory oh, anyway. comments. But 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 only when he say something that offends you. That 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 that's when you that's when you want to cut him off and in and, and quote unquote in his mindset. Like that's let's see people that, people. That's, they, that's, they, that's they,
0: the problem with people it, overall, it, isn't it? Though
1: it, people let you know how they are just through like small cracks in their words, mm-hmm. like just like little stuff like that. So I was mm-hmm. like. Well, like when I when I when, like when I first heard it, like the part, like the first part of what he said, I was like, okay, he made a good point. Then he went into the whole, you know, I thought me and Jim Cornette were cool, you know, mm. I was holding out hope for him, and you know, because you know, me and him go a long way back. So I'm telling you. So basically, what you are saying is, everything he said up to that point was cool, but yeah. you know, until he said something got something to do with you, like that's okay. So.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of my problems with people of the world overall is that they don't care about stuff unless it affects them directly. Um and I think that's a massive issue with the world on the whole. Um is that people don't care unless it but you know unless it affects them they just ignore stuff and then maybe maybe if less people did that <coughs> um you know maybe the world would be a better place. That coffee just um,
1: had sounded like when like when the light shut off doing the fiend
0: entrance. Yeah the fiends coming. I should mm-hmm. I got that clip lined up as well. It's always in my in my overlay box. That that clip I made of the Fiend so I could I like could drop it straight away. Um okay, so finish off then my friend we're going to talk a bit of uh, NXT NXT in your house and then uh, we'll do our predictions for double or nothing. Um NXT was took a, a very good show, I got to say. These both these shows have been amazing the, the last probably Two months of being yeah, real, made, real yeah, good.
1: Building to some, uh, to some good shows. I wish uh, it shows. makes
0: me sad that they both their ratings are both quite low, um, because I think they deserve better because they're by far better than Raw and SmackDown.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: By like by a mile. By a mile. Um. So we got. Uh. We had. T- Tommaso Champa and Carrion Cross announced, um, which was interesting that they went there so quick. I wasn't sure they were going to go there straight away, but they've gone there. I think uh, Mr. Cross is getting the rocket pack, isn't
1: he? Oh yeah, like he's like I, I know. Me, you talked about it all. Yeah, I give him about a month, two months before he has some some title, whether it's the North American title or the NXT title. I definitely think it's going to happen because the date. If they're about to put him over Champa, then that's a big deal. And I feel like the only way to go from there is to probably put a title on him. Like maybe he comes at the Keith Lee next. Maybe Keith Lee gets so distracted with Johnny Gargano, he just like loses sight of the mm. North American title. Then Cross slips in and take the title off him, and you know that, that that that's a big way to make somebody a legit deal right out of the gate.
0: Well, the thing is, um, like we discussed off air, a lot. Like, I think we we both think that um uh velveteen Dream's is probably going to be off tv for a while i know he came back wednesday but we both think he's going to go off tv for a little bit so it's like you need someone to step in at the top of the card so they're building um i was going to say samuel shore then they're building dexter loomis well um i think his character works very good they're building you know they've Made Killer Cross super strong. If he beats Champa in your house as well, he's there. Um, you know Keith Lee's already been built up pretty well. Um, he doesn't lose very often either, which is a good thing. So there's a few guys there. The women's division. I gotta say, I really want Charlotte Ferrer to drop the NXT title so we can get back to just having that yeah, they, stacked, stacked they, women's division.
1: They announced today that Charlotte's defending uh, NXT women's title in your house against Rhea and Io. In a three way. So Yeah,
0: I think as expected, isn't it? Like after that, um after she interfered and what she as she come came I out. I can't
1: I can't call that. I don't I really don't know who's gonna win. Like it's thing, like anybody can win. Like they could always go back to Rhea and give her a win against Charlotte. Or they can go EO, or they can give it back to Charlotte. Like it's I, I kinda like that though. Like it's like kinda unpredictable. because you just yeah, really yeah. don't know like who they're gonna go with because everybody in that match kind of makes sense.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see them Give give it to EO and give her a run. But I've got a feeling they might give Rhea a win back because people weren't happy with the fact that she lost. So I could see them giving her the title back. And I think the fact that now they're doing this brand crossover thing again, that they're probably going to get Charlotte off NXT TV, TV, NXT TV for a while. Um, and so because she's going to be on Raw and SmackDown. So. Yeah, what other matches do you think they'll add
1: to this? Uh, probably Keith Lee versus Gargano, and um, for the the, probably for the North American title, um, maybe Damian Priest versus Finn Balor. I think that's gonna
0: do a a tag team match between Gargano and um, no,
1: I I think they're gonna save that
0: for like a later.
1: No, I I only think they do that. I think they probably gonna save that for like NXT TV. The Keith Lee Mia Yim versus Gargano LeBray. and I think I I think Lee is going to beat Gargano at Takeover, and then the Garganos are going to get their win back when they do the mix tag, and Candice is going to pin Mia. I I I wonder
0: whether they'll do a singles match of Candice versus Mia Yim as well at um, Takeover in your house.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be it's it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I think. I don't know because you know takeovers like five matches on the card. So we got the we got the the chamber versus we got the chamber versus uh cross. We got probably gonna have we got the NXT women's title match. Probably gonna have Keith Lee versus Gargano. Probably gonna have Damian Pree versus Finn Balor. And then left on the card, you'll
0: probably we'll do X versus Adam Cole
1: for the NXT championship. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe they do. But yeah, I mean, well, maybe they do the final write off at uh, at TakeOver when they have they do Dream. a tag match, not like Dream versus uh, Dream versus Cole, and then you know, that'd be the final, mm. the final write off of Dream for however long. And then like, I got that, the uh, the, the NXT tag team title is kind of up in the because they don't really have like a tag team division right now, like yeah, it's like yeah. nobody, like nobody yeah. there. Do
0: you know, would be an interesting way to write Dream off, would be as if they said if Adam Cole kind of manipulated William Regal somehow into giving, saying number one contender match between uh, Dexter Loomis and Velveteen Dream, because Dexter Loomis has got that serial killer vibe, that would be quite a good, like a big angle for him to further his character and write off the Velveteen Dream. But uh,
1: I'm I'm kind of starting to get into the uh, Dexter Dexter Loomis. Yeah, the character. Cause it's it's, it's, I don't know, like at first I didn't like it, but like now it's starting to like, it's starting to it's starting to click.
0: When he was stroking Roderick Strong's head (laughs) as he just laid in his waist, I thought it was real uh, creepy. Like, but but I think that could be good. But then I think WWE as a company quite likes like the odd couple, uh, like storylines and tag teams, and obviously Dexter and Velveteen Dream kind of fall into that a bit. So i don't know if they'll do a match between the two um so yeah some interesting stuff um okay so tomorrow as we record this uh we have double or nothing uh it's looking like a good show um aw dynamite was pretty good this week we had saw the return of the young bucks and also uh, hangman page um so didn't Hangman Page and Matt Jackson make up? Uh, I thought they uh, I, I thought they made up. Not no, like uh, not like uh, proper made up, but like they kind of like like I had a little nod in her. maybe I just dreamt it.
1: Yeah, you dreamt it. You're drinking too much red bull.
0: That's what it is. Yeah. Oof. So what <laughs> what uh, what match are you looking forward to the most out of this?
1: Uh, casino ladder match.
0: Yeah, that's going to be insane.
1: This Who's this gonna be um? Not everybody that's in it. Uh, uh, let me look at the, you. Got the competitors? Yeah, yeah for I got that. it.
0: So it's uh, Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Ray Phoenix, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, Frankie Kazarian, Luchasaurus, and TBA. Who do we think TBA could be? Gulag. Do you think I think it's gonna be Brian Cage? Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh yeah, I forgot about I forgot about Brian Cage. He did sound with um with AEW. And because he's so different to everything they've got, if he and comes every, in, if he comes every, in and, and everybody kind
1: him, of forgot about him too.
0: Yeah, if he comes in and wins that ladder match via like a funky high risk move, um and he gets like a title shot right out the gate. He's bigger than everyone. I think I could cement him as like a real you know, a real good um good prospect for them. But, you know, it could be Drew Gulak, could be someone else, could be
1: that the Brian Cage one seems more likely. Like I'm I'm in for Brian Cage. If brand Cage isn't there, he's gotta win. He's yeah, gotta he's win got it. Got But it. like but like the crazy thing, they have a well no no that that's for the the casino is for the AEW world title. They have a battle yeah. royal next week uh for the the to determine the challenger for the tnt
0: uh, okay. title
1: and that person is gonna get the the title match on june 3rd so there's the following week so yeah
0: it's quite clever to do a tba though because like you've got all these guys who've just been released by wwe mm. so that's gonna build like a you know a little bit of a, yeah it could do is it gonna be rusev maybe mm. that would be good um so here's a question for you: If you were Brian Cage and they were gonna ask you to do like a massive moonsault off the ladder uh, on Saturday night, and you just watched Dynamite and saw all these guys not catching people from dives,
1: but they are not gonna catch. Bro. I mean, they they probably will, but like, but he's too big. Like, yeah, I, 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 remember, I remember when. Um, but when, just when, generally,
0: like that, the, the, they weren't on point with their catching.
1: Yeah, but I I, I remember um this is like. I think it was, I I forgot what takeover it was when when Drew McIntyre faced uh, Bobby Roode and uh, Mm. Bobby Roode did an interview like shortly after and he talked about how uh, McIntyre would like did the top rope, like flip, like did the flip over the top and Bobby was like, basically like Drew's like big as hell. So you see this like, it's easy in your mind to say, oh yeah, I'm going to catch this dude. But like when you see this this 6'5", 200 some pound dude flying doing a flip, Mm-hmm. You, you like you like yeah i'm a fast on the catch
0: yeah. but yeah but the ray phoenix one in particular i thought was uh, real real scary yeah that was that was rough that was that was a rough landing. Um, luckily, they
1: could have they caught a man
0: better than yeah that. luckily luckily as he came down he managed to turn his body enough that he landed on his like back and shoulders but like jesus you know if he had been a bit slower rotating his body around to, like he would have just landed on his head and it could have been some real, um I think I read that he's all right, but it could have been really serious like, because, but yeah, um it wasn't great. I felt like they should have caught him really. And they didn't. And then when Cole Cabana came in, which was insane, Ray Phoenix was laid on the floor being checked on by the ref. And then Cole Cabana comes in and there's a moonsault to the outside on all of them in the same place and lands on Ray, like next to Ray Phoenix. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Mm-hmm. Like what if he's got a broken neck or something and you don't want to move him and you do in a moonsault, like right next to him, but they should have caught him. All of them, you know, they should have adjusted to make sure like to me, <clears throat> I know you want to make it look real, but to me, the most important thing is catching, the people who are doing the dives. So if that means that uh, you've got to adjust really quickly to move like a couple of steps forward and catch them, that's what you've got to do. That's better than someone getting seriously hurt because you wanted it to look real and you thought it didn't look real by going to catch him. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, Okay. Let's go through the card then to finish off. Um, We've got uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Sean Spears. Who you got?
1: Boo. <laughs> I, this,
0: I'm, not, I'm not necessarily excited for this match at all. But, uh, I did enjoy the Sean Spears news segment, though, on, on Wednesday. I feel like, oh, I feel like this, might, this might be a way to like get some more,
1: you know, get get some steam under Sean Spears. He lost to Cody in the TNT tournament. So this might be a way for him to get us, like, you know, a little bit of revenge by beating, beating the brother.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then we've got the tag team match um, between Private Party and the Best, Best right? Friend, I think so.
1: Yeah, it's on the buy-in. And the uh, the winner gets the uh,
0: tag, shot, team tag, title shot,
1: yeah. tag team title shot. Shit, I, I, I think they – I mean, you could go either way, honestly. I feel like either one of these teams are probably going to end up beating Hangman and Kenny Omega for the tag yeah. titles. So, I mean – I mean, if if I had it personally, I'd say private party. But I mean, I'm not gonna be mad at best friends either. Like I feel like you really can't. I feel like best friends have more steam because they've been on TV a lot more. So yeah, I mean,
0: private private party. I think if they had been on TV, more, TV, yeah, for sure. I would one go with them, but I think best friends have been. They've been on TV consistently <laughs> every every week, haven't they? So yeah. Um. Next but yeah, up,
1: I don't think best friends are gonna win.
0: Yeah, I think they will as well. Um, next up we got Matt Hardy. Adam Page and the Elite versus the Inner Circle in a the stadium stamp, stampede. stampede stadium stadium stampede.
1: I'm, I'm I'm interested to see how this match gonna play out because they really gonna be inside the Jaguars football stadium. Yeah, like why this match is happening? So I'm interested to see who who gonna do some crazy ass dive, of some Adam, Adam Page probably. And somebody a moonsault. He probably do a moonsault off the post
0: <laughs> And so. him and Sammy Guevara.
1: Yeah, something, something crazy like that. But I think um uh you, you wanna know I think I, I think the elite is gonna win, but I think it's gonna like they they think because they won is gonna call like it's gonna make things smooth between Hey Man and them and it's just gonna make it worse. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think the elite are gonna win, but ultimately like they'll just
0: end up falling apart regardless of a win. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Uh Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander.
1: Is Britt Breaker still competing? I, know I do a,
0: don't know because she had a knee injury, didn't yeah, she? It Absolutely. was bad. I it didn't was real see bad, that, but it did didn't look nice. Apparently,
1: uh, if, if she does wrestle, um, probably she'll, she'll get, win. Yeah, she'll win. probably. but I think they'll probably get a win to Statlander, like just because of the like, if there is something wrong, you just never know, you know. So you yeah, probably yeah, want to sure. get that get that on Statlander, so she, yeah. she'll be around.
0: Yeah, it'd get it fixed. Um, then next up, we got Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida.
1: Uh, Nyla Rose for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that's it's an easy one. Um, who you got winning the casino battle, uh, casino liner match?
1: Mm. Who can I see challenging? Uh, probably. Um, I I I, I, I want to say, I want to say Darby, but I feel like they they don't want to keep having him like lose these big matches because remember he lost yeah the, the world title match to Jericho and he already lost the monster before So like I don't I don't think they should keep like putting him in these title matches and they're having him lose. Like it's I think you yeah, had to protect the character like that. I I wanna see I, I I wanna see Ray Phoenix versus Mox.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Um
1: so I'm going to Ray Phoenix.
0: If the TBA is going to be someone like a Brian Gay, like, yeah, yeah he's going to win. yeah, Rusev or someone like that, then I think it's vital that that person wins. But Ray Phoenix would probably be my shout, or maybe Luchasaurus at a push, but I don't think we're there yet with him. Um, and none of the others really kind of, unless they're going to put the rocket pack on Kip Sabian. Mm. Possibly. Uh, MJF with Wardlow versus Jungle Boy,
1: MJF for sure, because I think MJF is going to be next up the challenge Mox.
0: Mm, yeah, possibly. They, um, I think Jungle Boy will put up like a good fight and he'll make it difficult to beat him, but uh, ultimately, MJF will win.
1: I, I, honest, I think MJF was probably gonna uh, be facing Mox at double or nothing before the whole uh coronavirus stuff because that he just beat Cody. A revolution. So I feel like that was that, that was that's be, where they were going. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: where they was gonna go. Uh the tournament final between uh Cody and Lance Archer for the TNT championship.
1: Hmm. I, I, I really can't cause because of the Mike Tyson thing. So I it that, that kind of like just makes me like want like it's I I'm pretty sure Tyson gonna knock somebody out. I just can't call it who it is. I, I feel like Cody's gonna win, and then MJF's probably gonna come out and try to ruin the celebration, and then Tyson gonna knock him out.
0: Yeah, that that sounds about right. I can't see them having Lance Archer be knocked out because they don't want to. But then, I part of me thinks they might have Cody lose to one to build Lance Archer and Jake Roberts as a kind of duo, but also because um, it'll kind of. Prolong that Cody winning the big one, and then eventually when he does win a title, it'll be even bigger, particularly if they have it with fans. So I think because there's no fans there, I think Lance Archer will win. And uh, finally, John Moxley versus Brody Lee. I'm
1: gonna say Mox I don't think really, I do think Brody like really needs the title right now. Nah, I don't feel, I really don't feel like it's going to hurt him if he loses. Like, I just don't. I feel like he's like in a real good spot. So.
0: I wonder whether they may put the title on Brody Lee just because he's you know, he's just come in and they don't want to beat him yet. So I do wonder whether they may put the title on him. Already? Um, yeah, I just wonder whether they may do it to to really kind of elevate him. Um, but then I also don't see them going for like short runs with their title holders. Like how long has John Moxley had the title
1: for like three months?
0: Yeah. he's like two months. If he'd had it a little bit longer, I think I'd probably think that the, that maybe they'd put it on Brody Lee as a kind of to try and elevate him a bit to that level. But I think Mox will probably win just because he hasn't had the title for that long. And I feel like they want to cement these first few champions with like really strong reins. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did it with Jericho. And I think they want to do it with him as well. Um, when did he win the title? Oh,
1: uh, yeah. At revolution.
0: It was revolution, wasn't it? It was. So what? February. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the card. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, some matches more than others. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Hangman and the Young Bucks and people we haven't really seen a lot of the last couple of weeks. That um, that gif of Hangman running the length of the, the American football field is beautiful. Just you can see him in the background, just sprinting uh, like up the field towards where they were all kind of. Brawling, it's just that's going to live forever. I like that a lot. But I saw they had a couple of injuries coming out of Wednesday, though, as well. With um, uh, Britt Baker had a knee injury, Ray Phoenix had a rough landing, and Matt, apparently, Matt Jackson had a, a rib injury. I think it was.
1: Yeah, I, I saw um, some some stories on that, and I don't know if it's confirmed on
0: that. So, yeah, hopefully, they're all good to go. Um, but I think Brit Becker, so Sports Keda are um reporting that she could be out for a very long time. Uh, she got a serious knee injury. Uh, well, that kid came from Brian Alvarez. Um, yeah, I'm just seeing that. Uh, Wrestling Observer Live, yeah, apparently she's way oh, but then people annoy me so he says she's going to be out for a long time and then says she's waiting on an mri so if she hasn't had the mri when he's said that then you don't know how long she's going to be out for because you don't know what the freaking injury is
1: right do
0: you know what i mean like Mm. if you haven't had the scan you don't know do you it could be nothing it could just be landed funny and bit of bruising Oh, I don't know. People annoy me in their key. They're so eager to be the first to. Oh, it looks nasty though. I just saw a clip of her. Um, Nyla Rose lands on her knee, doesn't she? Oof, <sighs> nasty. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's our quick show for this week. We we're a little little bit longer than what we said, but we just did a, a little little talky talk. Uh, Andrew. Tell people where they can find you on the socials.
1: Uh, you follow me on Twitter at Andy Thompson, um, and you check out my YouTube channel at Andrew Thompson Interviews. Uh, yeah, best art of the day. Bro. Custom URL, but uh, yeah, we'll be back soon enough.
0: Yes, I'm sure we'll be back next week to talk a bit of a uh, bit of double or nothing review and the and the 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 news. Roundup because Andrew is the newsbeat king, but uh, you're going to have a nice relaxed evening, my friend, and uh, just chill out, man. Because you know you had a podcast to chill just to, to cheer you up, and now you can go and relax. We'll do. That's what we want, Uh guys. Check us out on facebookcom nation Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Ace Podcast nation uh, youtube.com slash nation and uh, yes, get involved and we'll see you next week for uh, another episode of Keeping It Real and uh, check out all our other series on Ace Podcast Nation. Cheers! Sports Social Podcast Network